0: Hi, I'm Megan Francis.
1: And I'm Dave Kroc, and this is the Life Work Podcast.
0: In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 3.3 of Life Work. I'm here as always with Dave Kroc, and we're talking this week about technology, the impact it has on our lives, and sort of how, you know, the human side of technology. And the technology side of humanity. I just made that line oh, up. Oh, but- <laughs> man.
1: That's, somebody write that down. <laughs> That's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, as we've said in the episodes leading up to today, and in case you're not familiar with the show and you just stumbled across it, welcome. Um, we kind of break what is essentially one long show up into five segments to make it easier for you to consume. But it's all centers around a weekly theme. And this week our theme is technology and humanity and, and, and relationships and people and, and managing technology in our lives and our work. Um, but we kind of what we're leading up to is our interview tomorrow with Damon Brown, mm-hmm. who is an author and an entrepreneur and a speaker, and who has written extensively about sort of the human side of technology and where the two things meet, and it's a fascinating conversation. We hope you will tune in for that. But today, Dave is going to pose a question to me.
1: Yes, I have this uh, this burning question for you.
0: <laughs> okay. What Sounds what area? Er-
1: yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. There might be an ointment of some sort. <laughs> okay. I might need to seek uh, for my burning question. the The question is, and, and we talked about this before. What What area of your your life, your business, has been most impacted? By technology, and and yeah. I, cause you think about it, there's so many ways that it infiltrates what we do, positively and negatively. Yeah. But for you, because you rely on tech pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty heavily, heavily, and always and, and always have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's never really been a time in my career I have not. So yes. So yeah.
1: So we're eighty twenty rule here. We're narrowing yeah. it down. What is the most important area of your life that's been impacted by technology?
0: And this applies to both my life and my business. And that thing would be relationships, hmm. um, which I think sometimes. I mean, it totally ties in with what we're talking about, right. but sometimes that's not what people think of when they think of technology. They think of, you know, the the tools and the apps and systems and things that speed things up for you and that kind of thing. But just to back up and take a, a larger view, um, when I start, you know, I started my career online, I guess, 13 or 14 years ago, mm-hmm. but backing up even further than that, um, you know, when I really first dug in online. Twenty years ago, I remember this feeling: sitting down and having this internet connection. And here I was at this time, um, a young girl, and then later a young mom. And I saw this whole world of possibility, and I realized that there was nothing now not available to me. Like mm-hmm. I could, I could reach anybody, anywhere, anytime. Yes, and that was hugely empowering. I don't really think that I can un- overestimate how much of a mind shift that gave me from sort of looking at any opportunity I might have only coming from my education that I might get or the people that lived in my town or the connections I might be able to make networking. And I didn't know how to network. I was right. like in nineteen twenty years old. So it was this very different um, world expanding view. Even then though, I would say, you know, in those days, especially there weren't really social networks. There were, there was email and there were um, forums. And then later there were blogs and I was, I had a blog and like, 2000 so i was pretty early adopter on that but in those days really the internet was about text Mm -hmm. and it was mostly about sharing text with other human beings Mm -hmm. and having conversations and there was a variety of ways you could do that but that's really what it was all about there weren't it wasn't really solving anybody else's problems it
1: wasn't commerce
0: yeah it wasn't commerce it wasn't doing anything for you there weren't you know there wasn't calendar systems it was none of that was there yet it was really just conversation Mm -hmm. um and the you know, someone coming from a small town and not having, you know, this network of people, a professional network, or the education that I thought I needed at that time to be successful in business, being able to network with people who lived on either coast or in a different country or who are in wildly different um, career paths than I was or whatever. I, I can't even tell you how many worlds that opened up to me. And I think that that And mostly that comes down to relationships. If I could only, if I had to take everything away and could only leave one thing that I thought would drive my business for the rest of my life or the rest of my career, it would be the relationships I have with other people. Mm -hmm. Full stop. So for me, this is for technology has always facilitated that. And yeah, there are bumps like we talked about in our episode yesterday and Monday. There are bumps along the way that those relationships can get, uh, too all encompassing and choppy and sort of, they can take over your life in a way. But I think um for me that's why having access to this to this computer I'm looking at right now and and also just be living in the time we live in, the to me the positives always will out, outweigh yeah. the struggles. The struggles. Yeah.
1: Right. It, it's so amazing. The the relationship component is to me, I think that is the the real power of the of the internet. Because if you yeah. think about it, so much of what we do, so much of the tech we use just enables that it either yep. is, is enabling the relationship the business relationship of through commerce or otherwise it's re- enabling the spread of information and wisdom and mm-hmm. helping people move past certain points in their life yep. um, you know it's opening up education for people in areas that never would have had it um I, I can't remember what what it was but there was a i believe i believe this is something that peter Demandis is doing through um through the x ex- prize organization or through the um the organization that he founded starting with the x prize and they their their goal is to drop tablets into small communities Mm -hmm. with educational stuff on there like it's it's a school and a tablet and they've been testing it out and what happens is these kids who've never seen technology ever Mm -hmm. in a matter of minutes And within an hour and within a day have learned how to use this and access and reach other people and just learn about things it's just amazing how it supports what we do uh in an amazing fashion but going back to the relationship part i know for me that's been that's been a huge thing um in my own story how i got from being sort of a struggling musician with no direction and no college and no nothing um to where i've gotten to these 15 years later actually kind of morphed out of going to a message forum yeah. by an author who had written a book. Yeah. And connecting with other people and we were talking about specific subjects we were interested in and that one thing led to another and I started to actually meet people offline. Yeah. In the same area. So even it's not even reaching people across the world. It's reaching people next door that right. you never would have met other than for these connections. So um pretty amazing stuff. Pretty yeah. amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know we're going to delve into this a little more on Friday, sort of the positives, and, and obviously this is a big positive for me, and there are others, but I think sometimes uh, the Internet can get a bad rap for being a little bit of a echo chamber. Sure. And I think increasingly that's becoming more and more true and um, something I definitely want to dive in on, on Friday. But I think that that there's a good and bad, right? There's the There's the ability to connect with people who are like-minded and in the same place as you and can help you with your specific goals and maybe make you feel not so alone or make you give you support or whatever. And then there's the flip side, which is how do you make your whole world not be that? And I think we can go into some of those ways that we've done that um, in our Friday episode. But I I think again, it's the responsibility of, um, of taking both sides and making them balance together, which is why I'm so excited about our, our episode with our interview with Damon tomorrow um, in episode 3.4, because he really dives into not demonizing or glorifying you know or glorifying yes, right. it's not one or the other it's sure. not it's the worst thing in the world and it's not it's the best thing in the world it's right. just how do you use it to make your life and your and your business better i yeah. want to
1: i want to delve a little further into this because yeah. we you've spoken a little bit in 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 a vague fashion yes about how you've used technology to explore relationships and move to the next level i i want our listeners to understand the level to which that was beneficial to oh, you oh sure give me an idea of some of the publications that you've written for because of that because of that technology.
0: Oh gosh. Well, I mean, going back to the beginning, I would say all of them. So, my first um my first big uh freelance win, I guess as I would say, was for Parenting Magazine. Mm-hmm. This was 2003, 2000 maybe early 2004. Um by this point, I think I'd only really written for a couple little regional magazines and I had been sending, I had been writing my pitch letters on paper and putting them into the mail mm-hmm. and sending them out in the mail and then never hearing anything back again. And this particular time I somehow managed to get someone's email address. Well, I know how I did it. I, I was on a forum Yep. that was for freelance writers and people were sharing this information. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I'd walked into this treasure trove. Yeah. And because it was to me, this was this huge mystery. I remember reading magazines when I was a kid and thinking, I wonder how you would ever write for this. Like how would you ever write for one of these and having no idea? I thought you had to live in New York City and you know, like live in a brownstone and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, um I was a part of this forum, someone just shared the email address and I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's crazy." And I emailed the editor and she wrote back and said, "Well, I like that idea, but it won't work for us. Please pitch me again." And you know, we went back and forth a few times and then I landed this assignment and that really kind of kicked off. Once I had the one, it was much yeah. easier than to get more and more and more. Um, after that, every single relationship I made with any editor or any uh, business connection all stemmed, all stemmed from online. Um, yeah. You're the first business person I've worked with who, (laughs) and we found it, you know, and Dave, we met online. I mean, even though.
1: Yeah. How did, how did we actually meet each other?
0: I don't even remember now. Is it Twitter? Maybe.
1: There's, there's been three or four people and we live in a very small town. Yeah. Um, you know, relatively about 20, 25,000 people within the, the greater area here. but. Um, no metro, major metropolitan attached. Um, yeah, I've met several people who I moved from Chicago to this small town, and I actually ended up in business together with two other guys who grew up with me, maybe fifteen miles apart. Right, and we met here. But the only reason I met them is because of Twitter.
0: Yeah, I it was either Twitter or some like some mutual connection. Yeah, but I know that the first time we communicated was via email or right Facebook or something. Right. So I mean, even then it still facilitates. Right. Um, so this show yeah. exists
1: because technology helped drive right the forming of new relationships. Um, I want to draw out even even more some of the yeah. things that that some of the publications you've written for, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Huffington Post, right? Huffington Post, quite yeah, a bit, quite a bit. Um, yep.
0: Washington Post, quite a bit. Yep. Um, I wrote for a lot of the parenting magazines, Parents, Parenting, Good Housekeeping, right. um, American Baby. Like those would be ones that if unless you're a mom, you probably wouldn't know about. Um, I've written for Salon.com. I've written a couple of guest posts for the New York Times and. For their blog, mm-hmm. um, just oh gosh, it's so funny now that you're asking me this because I have been like, kind of out of that for a while. But just a a wide variety of yeah. recognizable, nationally known, absolutely publications that I had access to only because I had an email address. Yeah, there wouldn't have been really any. That's not to say I couldn't have written eight million letters and sure. somehow eventually gotten in with one of those other ones. But the the quickness and ease, yep. um, with which I could approach those different publications definitely got me moving in the right direction. And also the fact that I was doing that gave me a big edge over people who weren't.
1: Oh, for sure. You know, yeah.
0: It took other people a little while to catch up, I yep. think. And so that was another big positive. Yep. Um. So yeah, I've uh, it's, it's been a kind of a wild ride. And now that I'm not focusing on that as much anymore, it's kind of fun to like take a step back and really look at it and say, how did I do that? You know? Right. Absolutely. How and did, it's, and yeah. it's
1: exactly the subject we're talking about right. today that, that made that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that i i wanted to draw that out because for our listeners i want to make sure a that they know that you're pretty awesome you've done some things and that and that they should be listening to the show on a regular basis because of that um but also just the power of what what can happen through relationships found via technology done in the right way yes um, which I think is a subject we should bring back again. Um, I know for myself, th- there's been so many ways in which I've been able to leapfrog and move ahead in, in exponential jumps because yeah. of meeting somebody or finding some information or making a connection, not person to person, yeah, not, absolutely not where agree. I could see this person. So. I
0: actually think it would be a really great episode would be to talk about how you do that yes the hows of managing online relationships because there are people who do it very clumsily and badly yes (laughs) and not necessarily out of any ill will um because it is a relationship and that doesn't mean it can't be kind of quid pro quo and that there can't be some give and take but i i feel like there's this whole kind of group of people who who kind of came into everything being so transactional that they haven't really figured out that it is like a real it's a relationship it's not absolutely um i'll do this for you because i'm getting something out of it and right you know it's it's like a uh, kind of a complicated psychology um oh, sure. you know thing aspect there because we all want to get something out of everything that we do but there's definitely a way to do it authentically and there's a way not do it authentically so right. we'll definitely have to schedule a follow-up i think to talk be, about that in the future
1: and i'm sure there's people out there that are going why don't you just talk about it right now
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> well okay let's talk about it right now let's you, do this all right dave
1: you 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 did it, listeners. I, I
0: teased it. Um, okay. We're only
1: fourteen minutes. In, oh so.
0: shoot, we got time. Okay, so well, one of the things that I think sometimes people don't do is wait for the reward. So uh, they put some, you know, they put some effort into something, and yes. it can be, and you can see these people if you're at like a networking event or you know some kind of social you can see them working the room yeah. looking over people's shoulders to see who's more important right. and i've been in those conversations before where i'm you know i'm the kind of person if i think you're interesting i don't really care what you can do for me and i'll sit and talk to you for an hour mm-hmm. and i love those sometimes i'll then leave the event and totally forget who i was even talking to and never does it cross my mind what can they do for me and that's not because i'm super awesome it's just because that's not how my brain works mm-hmm. and i used to kind of get down on myself because i would see people Getting these great contracts and these great business deals because they would be going into uh, a room and working it mm-hmm. so hard, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't figure out how to do that. But I've also seen some of those people crash and burn. I Absolutely. have to say, they burn bridges. Yep. Because after a while, it starts to ring really hollow, and yep. people know
1: the, the the transactional approach versus yeah. the relational approach. To me, is a, is a, is a major. Um, a major focal point of building solid relationships. Period. Right. Like you say, the offline, the offline guy or girl scanning yeah. the room at a networking event is the same as the on, <laughs> is equal to, or or even lesser than right. the person that. Se- here's here's an example for you. Finds me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Sends a connection request. I accept. Two minutes later, in my in mail. Yeah. I've got a page and a half long pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like. We don't even know each other and you're, you're asking for time in my schedule where we can set up a call. Right. Yeah. For what? Yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing that's been built. Conversely, you see people that are very good at this who will make a connection. When they're making that connection, they'll give some context or they'll talk about why it might be good to connect. Yeah. Already ahead of the pack. Next thing you know, the, any connection that you communication that you have is value, value added to right. the other person immediately, yeah. not asking for anything. You're building a relationship by saying, I'm interested in providing value to you. And we're all in this, we're all doing business, right? Right. So at some point in time, we know that we, we do business with the kind of people that we like mm-hmm. and we enjoy spending time around. Yeah. And how you build just that, the feeling of interacting with you or the feeling of being around you matters a lot in the long run.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's funny because I've, I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. Um, I do think that for women in particular, and I hate to generalize my entire gender, but I'm going to do that anyway. Um, I think for women in particular, sometimes we have a harder time allowing something to be a little transactional and sometimes it being a little transactional is okay. Like I've gotten emails from women who are in the same niche as me and they'll say, it's great to meet you. We have a lot in common, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I'm working on. What can I help you with? And I'm kind of like, whoa, what, you know, but it's a, it's a fair, they're, they're offering me something in exchange. We're not going to be best friends. We don't have to be best friends. And I think sometimes women are a little afraid, um, to just make an ask. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I've definitely worked on. Just being more willing to just say, here's what I need. Uh, we can, we can be friendlies, but we don't need to be friends. Right. You know? That's a good way to put it. I mean, it's just, we can be very friendly and we can really like each other and we can really, you know, have a lot in common, but maybe I'll just see you once a year at, right. at a conference. And in between, we don't need to be, I don't need to worry that I didn't like all your kids pictures on Facebook or whatever. Cause that's mm-hmm. not, or I didn't say happy birthday or whatever it was, right. because there's, that's, a, boundary there's a boundary. There's a boundary around for it. it. Yep. And that I think can be a little harder in my experience and Definitely for myself, but for other women around me. Um, but on the flip side, I think part of why that can be jarring is because it doesn't come across as genuine sometimes. It can be done very clumsily. Mm-hmm. And and I've I have had situations before where someone has kind of showed up, usually it usually a guy. <laughs> you and don't just say. yeah. And has basically just made an ask. And I feel like they're trying to kind of almost schmooze me a little bit. Um, it doesn't feel good. And Sometimes I'll still go along with it because I think, well, this is what you do. This is how you network. And then I kind of, you know, maybe I give this person some social media attention or something, you know, they get something out of me and maybe I get something out of them and maybe it has value, maybe it doesn't. And then they just kind of like disappear. And I think that was just a waste of time. That was yep. a waste of my time. It didn't move the needle. Yep. It didn't lead to anything lasting. We're not going to go into business together in the future. Right. There's not going to be any partnership here. That was dumb. And I think that that's something we're kind of all figuring out as we go a little bit, yeah. um, but I think being genuine is and authentic is really the first place to start
1: absolutely absolutely know? there's um there was a point in time and I'm pulling it up on my phone here um when I did a presentation to a group about how to how to find a mentor okay um and just kind of the what what uh what approaches to take because realistically you're kind of going through four four approaches in in many ways you can use these same sorts of approaches to establishing a relationship with somebody online that you would want to get to know or do business with or feel you could provide value to target figure out who they are ask them in a way that is is um is good create engagement through something that is mutually beneficial and then following up
0: yeah, following up. Following
1: up is an amazing one that that doesn't happen very much. I know a lot of people in sales. There, I've seen some statistic floating around that seventy five percent of salespeople won't follow up once.
0: I can't believe that. That To me, is incredible. Yeah,
1: and the the fact that and it gets you know even greater and greater the the times
0: before that. But um, and there's a way to follow up, and there's a way not to follow up. Exactly. I mean, I. If I had to go back and say, you know, besides relationships, what was the key really to my success in freelancing was that I always followed up. And half the time the person would say, oh, I missed it the first time around. Or I've been thinking about you, but I haven't been able to get back to it. Or, oh, I missed that important key piece of information. That said, I get a lot of terrible pitches. Mm -hmm. And then people will follow up. and Instead of adding any value or adding any context or asking any relevant questions or anything in the follow up, they're just like, hey, did you see this? And it's the same bad pitch that I got the first time. And I'm like, you know, there's a, add something, you know, you've already given them your first, your first shot for whatever reason. It didn't work. Yep. So now add something. Yep. Um, doesn't have to be a hard sell. You know, you don't have to pretend like you know everything about them. And please don't pretend like you've read their blog if you haven't or whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. I mean, that's just, that can be spotted a mile away, but it's just add some a little bit of something. Ask a question. Engage in some way. Make them interested enough to reread the message they skimmed. They skimmed or missed the first time. Yep. And then you're done. Yep. You know you done. With, you know. And I don't know. If, I don't know what your approach is for follow-ups. If you have a one-time one and done, or if you.
1: Well, I can tell you how not to do it. Okay. Along the same lines of what you're describing, there's a there's a guy. He um, has. I'm going to LinkedIn specifically here. Has hit me with the early pitch like that. Yeah. Page and a half long. And then once a month, and I think it's probably on a schedule, once a month he will then resend that same thing with only the addition, you never responded to
0: this. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So. So
1: unfortunately, I'm not going to say the guy's name. Unfortunately, I I don't know that we're ever going to communicate, Yeah, period. I don't know that I'm ever going to get back to you. It's the how not to do it. I think being respectful of people's time and understanding where the other person is. You yes. Know, that, that the other person, it what you have to offer or what you want may not be something they can get to or be right. interested in or whatever and and you just can't be, you can't be, you can't have the expectations or the entitlement no. to assume that that would be the case.
0: And, and don't use tricks. Um, that's yeah. something that I've seen more and more of lately. People will, send the same email they sent before and they'll put an re before it to make yeah. it look like it's a conversation that we're having like right. read what And it takes me a minute but you know most of us who are online are pretty savvy and we again it's like that wiring of your brain sure. we're now trained to know when something is not right and right. we figure it out immediately and that's a hard delete and sometimes that's a spam to yep. me um i'll flag it and or the other thing that people will do is say they'll send something with them With a subject line that's a little misleading, like about our conversation or, you know, that story I sent you or something like that, that makes it sound like something that is that I would want. And then when I open it up, right, it's the opposite. Yep. It's not it's not what it was advertised. And that just annoys me. There's no relationship there. Then now it's just it's just like buzzing, you know, like a like a fly buzzing around my around my inbox. So, I mean, this is kind of related very tech- or very specifically to email yes. contact sure. but linkedin yep, you know absolutely. that's a really a good and facebook you know just because you're friends with someone on facebook um if it's one of those more nebulous relationships where maybe you met and you can't really remember how you met maybe you've been mm-hmm. friends for like five years because you had some shared contacts and that was back before you realized maybe you shouldn't friend everybody and i don't right. know if anyone else has been there oh yes <laughs> yes everybody has some of those um just because you have that connection doesn't mean you have license to hit them up via like private message with sure. a pitch. Right. I mean that's kind of just not how it works. And I right. I feel like the reason some of that clumsiness happens and the reason it becomes really obvious to people like us who've been immersed in this world so long is it's it is like a new language. And we're all learning it. If you don't if you're not willing to immerse yourself in whatever platform mm-hmm. you're using mm-hmm. and learn the language and learn the norms and what's the etiquette and what's okay and what's not. I think you're always going to seem a little clumsy. Sure. sure. So, you know, it takes time. Yep. And uh, it's worth it to me to put the time in.
1: It absolutely is. Well, you, I mean, we can just go back to the examples yeah. you gave of what one email. Yes. To an editor at Parenting Magazine. Yeah. Led to.
0: Yeah. and And building those real relationships with those people means that now that they're in my network. And if I change what I'm doing or shift my focus like I have, now I have strong relationships I can draw on instead of a bunch of you know, kind of fly by night. Yes. One night stand. Sure. Type things that really don't hold any water and aren't going to, those people aren't going to, um, someone you have like a one night stand internet relationship with isn't probably going to recommend you for a job. They're probably not going to remember your name. Right. Because there's so much, you know, so much clutter and there's right. so many connections. I'd rather have 20 really good ones than yep. 2000. Yeah. You know, it's about depth, not one and done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. So there we did it. We did it. We just, we just tackled that. We did.
0: We took, we took it down. (laughs) Took
1: it down a notch.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I, and I think that, you know, we get into this a little bit with Damon, although we talk more Damon about kind of just the human side of it and Mm -hmm. not how to work it. Yeah. So interesting that we just talked about how to work it. How to work it. This is, this
1: is what not to do. And this is the other stuff, the working of it, the working of it. Yes. Um, one of the things that I think should be said too, because you do need to tune into to Damon's conversation. Um, yes. it's not just a touchy feely. We we actually get into how That's he true. was a- able to build the number one app in the Apple app store.
0: That's very true. Yes. So
1: transitioning from, from journalism to a
0: very touchy feely app,
1: a very touchy feely app <laughs> as it were, as it were, you're going to want to hear about, <laughs> you're
0: going to want to hear about this one. Uh, yeah. definitely tune back in tomorrow, whether you're interested in hearing about, you know, technology as, uh. As a way to build relationships or as a way to do business or both, which I think we've established it's both. It's so. good stuff. All right. We'll see you then. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast.
1: Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday.
0: And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.